Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. (laughs) I approved this message too. Call the crackhead. Call the crackhead. We are not promoting anybody for any office. Um, It just was hilarious when we saw it. If you guys haven't followed uh, Senator John Kennedy (laughs) out of Louisiana, I guess he's running for re-election. I had no idea. But he has some great zingers. And this one came across came across us we i mean we were dying like if you you know next time you're in trouble if you hate the police then call a crackhead and that's and that's his like ad on tv that call is his that is his ad <laughs> that's his ad um, uh, yeah. memorable that's yes. gonna stand out yeah <laughs> well the thing is uh Today's episode. By the way, guys, welcome to Just hey, Think hey. Podcast. I'm Holly. <laughs> I'm Amy. And Kristen. <laughs> and uh, today's episode is just the three of us. Uh, no interviews today. We needed some time to just kind of go through the news, go through the headlines, and point you to the actual facts and no spin, just facts. And um, the reality is, is that we're living in a world with so much misinformation that's been credited as facts and so many facts discredited as misinformation and it just takes some time and some critical thinking skills to to be able to identify the bs right but that's what we want to do because we feel that if we can give you the correct sources and information as we can find them then here's what we ask you to do with you do with it you don't just keep it in your mind so that you know you go share it mm-hmm. share it with individuals i'm not saying you got to blast it all over social media i'm saying have these conversations with your friends and family, because there's some things we're going to talk about today that's literally life and death. Mm-hmm. We're in a really critical moment. And if the people with good sense don't stand up and speak out now, we may not have the country that we want to live in anymore. And I don't say that lightly, but our rights to the freedom of speech, our rights to bear arms, our rights to be protected by the police that you know our communities hire to do so, um, our rights for our votes to be submitted and to count. There's so many things that really, we have a lot of questions around and a lot of concerns that those things may not remain, or perhaps they're already under such assault. We don't know if we're really gonna be able to preserve them. And so 
This is not a show that we ever want to promote fear. We always say facts over fear, faith over fear, not fear. Fear, do not be afraid. It's the worst thing you can do because it turns your brain off, okay? You stop critically thinking and you blindly follow. And the last mm-hmm. two years have happened because too many people blindly followed. Yeah. We're not those people. We're telling you not to be those people. You can think for yourself. You can make up your own mind. And we're not here to tell you what to think. We're just telling you to do it, right? And I, we're, I, we're, I was going to say, we're making it so much easier to yes. share oh, yes. all the things that we share with you on these podcasts. Kristen has worked so hard <laughs> on creating a Substack for us. If y'all don't know what Substack is, it's like, what is it? Kind of like a blog, kind of a like a blog site. situation. You yeah. You can subscribe to different, um, to different people who are on there and it's where people can write and, and post links to, um, evidence that they found completely uncensored. Um, and you can subscribe to them. So the information will come directly to your email. email. So, and I know that like, if you're like me and you have like thousands of emails, we definitely don't want to bombard you with emails. It's not spam. It's nothing like that. But if you subscribe to it, it's free. It's just, if you subscribe, then you get anything that we find and we can share because there's so much we want to share that we can't, that we just can't cover it all. Um, and, and, or it gets censored. And we also want to use this as a platform kind of to get away from like the Google drive, Google docs and make it just so much simpler where you don't have to go searching for it. You just get it in your email. So what we'll do with each episode, we'll have the links to every episode and the resources from it. Okay. So, and the great thing about Substack and even in your email, you can search, like if you're trying to look for FDA or Ivermectin or, you know, the border, you can just do those keywords and you can find it. So it just makes it so much easier. But I did want to segue. We do have something else exciting to tell tell you. But before we go to that, while you were saying that, it just brings up such a good point when we're saying to speak up and to empower you with knowledge. And, you know, we love your feedback, y'all. I mean, we really, really do. And I'm not saying, I mean, of course, we like the positive feedback. We really haven't gotten a lot of negative feedback. Thank goodness those people are haters are probably just talking behind our back. And that's okay. But we're not listening, even though they're the, ones not that listening. Listening. they're the ones that need to be listening. But we do love this feedback. But I wanted to share something that one of my friends from high school, middle school, high school, love her, um, shared with me. She said, hey, Kristen, I have so enjoyed uh, the Just Think podcast. I get excited each week when I find out a new one has come out. I must tell you about my experience at the pediatrician yesterday with my 11-year-old. She has epilepsy. I'm leaving names out. Uh, and was diagnosed with both grand mal and petite mal seizures about two years ago. Yesterday at the doctor's office, when I told my pediatrician that I was not comfortable with her getting the COVID vaccine, her reasoning behind why I needed to get it were absurd. She completely dismissed any bit of evidence that I gave her as to why I was not comfortable and told me that I had to be very careful with where I was getting my information from. I t- I was only very respectable doctors who were actually helping people. It is maddening and absolutely absurd what came out of her mouth in regards to the vaccine. I honestly don't feel like I did anything to anything to change her mind or make her question what they, in my opinion, are pushing. A four-year-old little boy came into the waiting room while we were there and his mother had signed him up for the COVID vaccine and flu shot that day. Why is it that two years into this thing, pediatricians are not seeing what needs to be seen? I can tell you some pretty shocking things about our conversation. When I mentioned to her that I've had COVID probably three times and I've never been vaxxed and told her that ivermectin was a game changer for me, she told me that I didn't really know if ivermectin had helped me at all and that I really needed to be careful with what I hear about ivermectin because ivermectin companies are spreading false information about it being helpful. She also said ivermectin companies were out to make a big profit on that drug. (laughs) This is absolutely absurd. 
fact. I could throw that argument right back at her in regards to the COVID vaccine. She told me that she gave her own children the vaccine and would rather risk them getting injured from the vaccine than getting COVID itself. I cannot, well, themselves, whatever. I cannot believe she said that. She is a mom of four and has two children that are in their late teens and early 20s. I told her about the girl who is 20 years old that you recently posted about and how she got the vaccine and basically in 24 hours was dead. She quickly dismissed any kind of evidence that I gave her. I also told her that I did not feel comfortable giving her daughter, uh, my friend's daughter, the HPV vaccine and do you to the last two years and things that I've, that I've learned. Same with us, right? I had no longer felt comfortable giving her the other vaccines that are due during this time of life. At this point, I'm not sure what to do regarding the Tdap and meningococcal vaccine. I'm absolutely do not trust my pediatrician anymore, sadly. This is a pediatrician's office under the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. They recently have started doing sex changes on children. Their desire for money is obvious at this point. When will it be more about what's best for the patient rather than how much money can be made? Um, let's see. Then she goes... Yesterday was pretty upsetting, and I still can't believe the words that came out of my pediatrician's mouth. Then she said, you've had some great people on your show, and you ladies uh, need to keep up the good work. Anyway, I isn't mean, that great? That's great. And you know what I said to that? I said that I mean, great these and pediatricians have gotten away with these, like, lousy, lackluster talking points for so long. Yep. How many times have you heard, mm -hmm. well, be careful where you're getting your information from? Yeah. Or, there's no way to know, you know, that, yeah. or, yeah. you know, this is a bit like what's happening now is that moms are waking up to this. And so yeah. these pediatricians are going to be forced to actually come to the table with yeah. something more than, well, the CDC says, just well, be I careful, think, just be careful, and this like is, making you feel like you're a conspiracy theorist. Right. And this is what's important to turn it back to questions. Yeah. Ask for, say, you can say, okay, can you tell me are there long-term safety studies? Can you tell me that, that that nothing will happen to her if I give this to her? Can you show me? Not just tell me. Can you show me? And go back to our. And when she says, and when she says, can you give me the your resources? I, I would be like, can you give me yours? Can you show me the studies? Right. Then you can also say. Um, oh my gosh, there was something I was going to ask her. Oh, like with the safety and effectiveness, like in the flu and COVID vaccine. Hopefully, everybody knows because we've mentioned this. They've never tested the COVID and flu shot together. No. They've never tested any vaccines given together, yet they give five at a time at yeah. some point. Yeah. Okay. Also ask for the vaccine inserts. I guarantee it was it Dr. Thorpe or one of the doctors that was on our show. They're like any parent who has ever asked for the vaccine insert and read it, never changed yeah, their mind. Let's and just say do. they changed their mind. Right. And we yep. did a podcast with, um, was it Nurse Michelle? Nurse Michelle. Y'all go back to that one. It's the 12 questions to ask your pediatrician. And it's, you know, 12 questions about the vaccine program. And she says they should be able to know that they should know them. If they're going to sit there and confidently recommend exactly. these, they should know them without having to look at any notes, mm -hmm. without having to Google anything. These should be off the top of their head. They should be able to just rattle this off to you. And it, they can't. Not yeah. just according to the CDC. Like right. we said, if they say, according to the CDC, you need or to leave. And gaslighting honestly, you, gaslighting yes. you, making you feel like yeah. you are some wacko that's like looking at fringe information. Y'all vaccines are something you can't take back. It's not like take an Advil and then, you know, it's out of your system. But I mean, look at Tylenol where they said it's completely safe for how many years. And now they knew that it wasn't. That's right. I mean, right. and and I think, again, anytime a doctor tries to make you feel stupid mm -hmm. or that you're not allowed to think for yourself or ask questions or use Google, because honestly, I wish more doctors would Google some things, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think that what we need to do is ask doctors, 
Where do you get your information? Was it 20 years ago when you graduated from med school? Or right. are you still reading the journals that are owned by pharmaceutical companies? I don't know if you know this, but do you want to know who 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 funds those, those medical journals? You know, here's the thing. What you may not understand, Dr. So-and-so, I know how to follow a money trail. I hope you do too. And right. what I've found is when I follow a money trail, it loses legitimacy. I don't think there's objectivity when there's money to be gained. It's too, it's too cloudy. What I will trust is the doctors who put their neck on the line, their reputations on the line, have given up their jobs, have given and donated their time to educate the American public on the facts and the actual science exactly. that anybody with a critically thinking brain can follow. I hope to God, as my doctor, you're doing the same thing. If you're not, and this makes you uncomfortable, I shouldn't be your patient. Okay, because I'm going to go find a doctor who does. But don't be bullied by egotistical maniacs. There are so many good doctors out there. And I believe we're sitting in a population of an array. You've got the doctors who don't know better. They are blindly following, too, like many Americans. They are trusting the agencies that they have looked to for information and the mentors that they've looked to for information for years. That's what they're doing. They've not stopped to think and they're too afraid to. Okay, listen, remember. Remember, when you remember to get into medical school, you got to be one of the best students. It doesn't necessarily make you the best leader. It makes you one of the best students. Okay, we need actual leaders in the medical community to stand up and speak out. Mm -hmm. Number two, you've got people who are getting paid. They are getting paid really well to dispense a drug. Um, I just read this week because we have um, Biogen's a big company here in our area, and they are paying fines, fine like billions of dollars because they were paying doctors to dispense their drugs. So, no, so again, you're saying this ivermectin company are trying to get rich is such a farce. I've heard this Didn't before. Merck actually talked crap about it. People are trying to make money off of ivermectin or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's cheap. About? It was before the pandemic it was pennies on the dollar for, for ivermectin. It was used in Africa and very poor rural countries because of its effectiveness. And it was, uh, it was the, the patent had run out on it. It was cheap. And the thing that this is the, this is the thing. Go listen to Dr. Paul Merrick on the high wire. Oh, Go yeah. listen oh, okay. to him. He, septic science, right? Yeah. Septic yes, he science. is one of the, the whole episode. You have Here's got the whole paper. thing. Let me tell you, Dr. Paul Merrick is one of the most peer-reviewed ICU doctors in the world. And he found that high doses of vitamin C, along with some other, you know, inexpensive things would help treat sepsis. And he was demonized. Okay. He ended up being- He was a hero. Yeah. First he was applauded and a hero. Yeah. Then- They realized it was cheap. It wasn't going to make any money. There's no money in treating sepsis with vitamin C. Okay. So then he runs into the same thing with COVID, starts using off-label repurposed drugs in the ICU to save people. The the survival rate when they kicked him out of the ICU literally split in half after Mm -hmm. he left. That tells you something. And this is all documented. Go listen to Dr. Paul Merrick speak out on the corruption. And he will tell you as someone who's been on the inside and trusted and believed it all. Just like, just like Lauren Johnson, natural nurse mama. Um, it's he's had to unlearn. We I'm learning it too. Like, I'm like everything I was taught is, is a lie. lie. (laughs) I mean, mean, and if you're going to argue with me, 
try, go ahead, please send me something that's still a truth that you learned. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, it's well, just, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot that is true, but it's the, it's the system and the way of diagnosing and treating, which is yeah. not to bring you back to health is to medicate you. And, and it's, to, it's, it's now all being controlled by, by the wrong things. It's mm-hmm. not about health. Right. It's not about because if it were, they would talk to you about your diet. They would talk to you about nutrition. They would talk to you about vitamins and minerals in your body. They would talk about those things. But instead, it is the the dispensing of pharmaceutical drugs, which bring in trillions of dollars a year. Um, Okay, so obviously we wanted to bring that up because we know that time is of the essence with these these fake vaccines out there i'm sorry but we like we we said on our last episode vaccine when you got to change the definition to call it what you you think it is the good news is i think what is it well according to nbc news the last i saw that's right that's right less than four percent of americans have gotten the latest booster yep now it's only been around since like september they rolled out this new booster that was not tested on anything but eight mice Mm. um but Yep. Most of the population, you know, we're, they're not buying it anymore. We're kind of yep. done. And you thank know, goodness. And, like, and the important brains, hopefully. Yes. And the important thing is, again, in your conversations, when things come up, we're not saying you got to go proselytize to everybody. What we're just saying is when, when things come up, be willing to speak out and say, did you know, like Kristen said, ask a question. It's not about attacking anybody. Remember, most people don't no. And even if they've been told there, we've talked about the mass psychosis that happens, but remember when people are afraid, they cannot conceive of another option because they've already been afraid and they figured out a way to think and believe that made them feel safe. And they don't want to let go of the thing that made them feel safe. They just don't want to let go of it. Okay. And we've got to understand the psychology that's happening here, but there's a lot of people we can still save. There's some, we cannot, mm-hmm. there's some who are going to follow people straight off a cliff. Mm-hmm. What we're asking you to do, though, is please think for yourself and just be educated and share it with others as you're able so that we can make sure everybody is get, is getting this information. And remember, y'all, if you ask about the ingredients, even the COVID vaccine, they can't even give you that insert. It's blank. It's blank. Uh, it, they still don't know. Well, I mean, we already know that there's polyethylene glycol and a lot of people have allergies to that. Some people know and some people don't. Yeah. So, I mean, these are things that like they, they either know and don't care or yeah. they don't know. That's right. And then switching gears here for just a little bit. I know for those of us, so many of y'all listen to us in Florida and uh, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. We've got great listeners in that part of the country. Um, So we wanted to, first of all, extend our prayers, send all of our love to the state of Florida, especially South Florida that has just been wrecked by Hurricane Ian. And uh, we did get uh, hit here. Uh, the remnants came up through Wilmington and uh, Bald Head Island, where Paul and I will be half the time here in the next year. But I, I will tell you right now, we are very fortunate, and very thankful that flooding and heavy rains and some power outages was all we dealt with. So we know how blessed uh, we feel for this time, you know, we've been through our own share of hurricanes to have been able to skirt that one. But please, we want to make sure everybody is looking for ways that you can help. And guys, I don't even know if we have a list yet, but certainly like boots on the ground organizations, they still need funding um, that will go straight to these victims and helping them rebuild down there in South Florida. But the reason why we wanted to bring this up is uh, Governor DeSantis has been a strong, what we think, the three of us think, and now there's going to be two opinions on this. We think that he has been a strong and effective leader through the pandemic, specifically about resisting shutdowns, 
the Fauci method. He basically went rogue on the Fauci method and it went and it worked well. And we thought that took a lot of courage. Uh, he certainly took a lot of heat for it. But of course, it certainly put him as the target of the progressive left that hates him. So what happened this week, girls? They, they instantly came out trying to politicize a, a hurricane. A natural yes. disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I watched on The View. They, um, they oh, basically God. said... They read How do you even watch that? He, well, no, I saw a clip. I don't, <laughs> I do not. Watch I can't it. even like, see it a clip. Nauseous. I know. I can't either. Like, y'all, I'm sorry. And this has nothing to do with left, right, anything. Just, right. They were so, like, just hateful. miserable. Miserable. And hateful. Yeah. But anyway, she, she, uh, Joy Behar read um, some kind of quote that Biden, I'm um, not Biden, I'm sorry, DeSantis denied climate um, change. And so she's like, and now your state's getting hit with the hurricane. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I'm rubbing it in or blaming for it, like blaming, like, you know, well, you know, is this the kind of attitude to have when well, people, it's I mean, well, I, someone sent me Twitter, a Twitter feed of one of the, one of the people who was like, the Republicans are so far, are so full of hate. And then that was like, you know, a few years back. And then of course he says, Florida's getting what it deserves, you yeah. know? And I'm like, who is full of hate? Like, yeah. come on, dude. You know, yeah, it was that there was somebody that tweeted that. Yeah, and you're like, Florida like, always gets Florida hit with hurricanes. I mean, I mean, this is a Florida always. We're in Wilmington. We always get hit. So if yes. we start speaking out, like, are we gonna? But I guess depending on our politics, we're we just asking for it. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, it, yeah, right. And and here's the other the other part of that too is is the politization of politics. How do we say the word? I can't get it. Politicization. Okay, politicizing. There you go. <laughs> okay. Is again, it's doing nothing but doing what? It's putting a divide in this country that doesn't need to be there because I can tell you, and we put this on our social media accounts the day Hurricane Ian was hitting. You know what? None of those first responders were asking, what's your political affiliation? How did you vote? What are your ideals? What's your religion? What color your are you? Status? Or were what's you your vaccinated? Vaccine status? What? Or, or were what? you vaccinated? Right. They no weren't asking that either. That. No one is asking that. And and that is where, we, like, to me, what should have been really a beautiful demonstration of what America is, is just completely ruined by these haters on social media. And um, so, of course, they were they were criticizing Florida. Oh, by the way, go watch Don Lemon interview mm -hmm. the expert. Go watch this. On, I mean, because if you can stomach Don, Don Lemon. Um, <laughs> but he interviews a, an expert from the weather center. I can't, what do you, what's the, you know, the next, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, certainly this has to do with global warming. And the, the expert says, well, we can't directly say that Hurricane Ian has anything to do with global warming. There's not enough science to um, substantiate that. And Don Lemon goes, oh, come on, I'm from there. Like, I know there's a difference or whatever. And literally I'm like, First of all, so hard. He keeps trying. He's like, so you, so it is climate change, right? Like it is, right? Like it's so bananas that uh, this is now considered good journalism. Like you are supposed to just ask the questions and get from the expert, learn from the expert. He's trying to be the expert in this upside down clown CNN world. <laughs> like they told you know, us this would be their next thing, right? Don't you remember? remember? Oh yeah, remember he said change. after after COVID, it's going to be climate change, yeah. and look at what's happening. 
Here we are. Just remember that are. Project Veritas told you first when they had the undercover cameras go in CNN, they said, well, the next thing's going to be climate change. And here we are. And that's what they're blaming the heart attacks and the strokes and the blood clots on is climate change. Let's just scare uh -huh. everybody into buying electric cars and then shutting down the grid in California because it cannot hold all those electric cars. Uh -huh. the, the, uh -huh. Clowns. Clowns is so stupid. That's why we had to create a podcast to tell people to think because we are so <laughs> blown away by how stupid people are. Okay. All right. Let's play this clip. Here's Dr. I mean, Dr. Not Dr. Here is Governor DeSantis and his rebuttal to um, the Actually, somebody telling saying that his lax response yeah, to preparation. Yeah. Administrator Chris Wall said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And then we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the, the stuff. You talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something. Stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. So, again, when you go after DeSantis, you're going after first responders as well right. who, have been, who have put their lives on the line. And speaking of, one of the first responders mm. was a Coast Guard yes. that um, – that the White House reached out to for Biden to make a phone call. What was so interesting about this, because we do have insiders inside the Coast Guard that we could ask about this. And so, of course, we did. And we loved what we found out about this. So um, Biden thanks Coast Guard rescue swimmer that he's kicking out over the vaccine mandate. So on, on last Friday, President Joe Biden called to thank a Coast Guard rescue swimmer who was facing discharge over Biden's own vaccine mandate for saving people's lives during Hurricane Ian. And of course, this is what this is what Biden says. I told him how proud of him I was and thanked him for all the work he and his Coasties are doing to save lives. And then and then. Only to find out you have interviewed somebody, you are fired. You're commending them for their good work, only to know you're, you don't even know you're firing them two weeks after this interview. And um, I mean, listen to this. And so the, it was Loesch, I guess, is Loesch the guy that we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I think so. Yeah. So he said, if I had asked any of the people I saved yesterday, if they wanted me, if they wanted to come with me, even though I'm unvaccinated, every single one of them would have said yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So he makes the point that he's not putting anyone at risk. We know this now. Like we know this with science now. He's not putting anyone at risk and that this mandate is antiquated. It should never have happened and it should be reversed immediately. So we reached out to our Coast Guard uh, insiders and um, they told us that the Coast Guard would have had to have chosen him as the speaker to the president, that the White House would only call and say, get us one of your guys who's been on the front lines to talk to. And they chose someone who happened to be unvaccinated. you got to wonder if the Coast Guard's trying to make a point, too, because now this is circulating in the news, the absurdity right. of it all.
But again, guys, it's so easy to think that because the president said that that the pandemic is over, COVID's over. These stupid mandates are not over for teachers. It's still affecting everybody. And I will say, while you're saying the stupid and no science and all of these things, let's think about this too. Um, This was on Highwire again. I highly recommend y'all tuning into them. They they honestly bring the best, most accurate information well ahead of mainstream media or anything. Um, But while I was watching last week's episode, they, they came across the, the Informed Consent Action Network. They're the lawyers. They're actually the ones that submitted the FOIA request for Pfizer to release their documents. They're the ones that are that are fighting in court. So if you're going to donate to anybody, highly recommend. I mean, even, even $10 a month, $20 yeah. a month, whatever. But because they're the ones that are actually making waves and doing things. But do you know what they did? They sent a cease and desist letter to the Department of Health. I mean, I'm sorry, Homeland Security and whoever else um, to stop the mandated vaccines for people entering our country. Because do you know that we are the only country besides China, because now Canada, it was Canada, China and the United States. We were the only ones that were requiring vaccinations. Okay. And now Canada just stop that. Think about that. Canada, who's been so strict, but the ICANN, they, they sent a cease and desist request or strong suggestion or demand, I hope, um, to stop that because it makes no sense. Meanwhile, the border. border. Meanwhile, the border. Think about the border and then think about what we're doing oh. to actual the citizens. And this is absolutely still going. I just got a message from a friend yesterday that her sister has a case approved by the Equal Employment Opportunity um, against her hospital for terminating her with a religious exemption uh because they let they later made a rule that for religious exemptions you still have to undergo weekly testing Mm. and so she refused and they fired her a week later Mm. um so that makes sense because science yes (laughs) um so anyway this is still happening in like our podcast with um the firefighter matt frontline Mm -hmm. workers for freedom or yeah 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 um people are still out of work y'all and people are still being fired and terminated um for not not taking this vaccine that was for the original strain i mean now and now there's this and the booster what is is like was tested on eight months and they still want you if you haven't been vaccinated at all to get the old vaccine we don't even know what the new variant is at this point they're basically giving you the 2020 flu shot right so it's, it's like if you would not get a flu shot in 2022 which we don't even suggest you get those anymore we can give you not all the data advice but just saying yeah yeah I not mean. medical yeah not medical advice um just saying just saying that we had a doctor go to the very top very top in Washington, Go listen to that episode if you haven't heard that dr, dr. Cammie Cammie Benton. Benton. there is zero science to substantiate the mandates on flu shots or even having flu shots, they're rarely ever very effective at all. And um, so anyway, that's beside the point. But what we want you to understand is that's what they're doing. They're they're giving you an old shot. And it's, again, we know it comes with great risk. In fact, speaking of ICANN, and again, I-C-A-N, we highly suggest you mm-hmm. go check them out. Um, but the first batch of data, um, so so uh, Kristen, can you talk about this a little more? Because I think that you've, re- maybe you know a little bit more about this, but how well, they sued- Yes. Even last week um, or the last episode we talked about, I read a little bit from the V-SAFE. The V-SAFE is actually from the CDC, if I get all this correct. That was, you know, they've got theirs, which is also with them as well. But the V-SAFE was specifically for the COVID vaccine. And a lot of it I was reading was with pregnancy, but um, they were 
ICANN had submitted a FOIA request to look at all of the adverse events that were reported. And they had to ask them like several times, actually had to sue them and submit the FOIA request and all this stuff. So they finally sued. They finally had to concede. And they just sent, um, they finally had to release. And let me see how many it was. Um, it was a bunch. It was a bunch. It was like 144 million, yes. I think, or maybe even more. Okay. It was, it was 144 million rows of health entries by vSafe users. Those are people getting the vaccine that's and crazy. submitting. Yeah, that's just in vSafe, y'all. <laughs> just in vSafe. And they're doing it on their own. This is people who've gotten it and they're trying to report back something. For about the vaccine. 50% of our total population in the United States, right? Yes. Because I mean, we're like 337, 300, yeah, 300, 144 million. So if you go to the highwire.com or the icandecide.org, I, I know the Highwire would have a link because uh, Dell did a whole breaking news thing, but they actually set it up where it's user-friendly. I mean, they have worked around the clock hours for y'all to have access to it. So send that to your physician. Yeah. Just have you looked at this yeah. here? Looked at Do it. this. This is also according to the CDC. Yes, yes. according to the CDC because and their V safe website. Their V safe. You like how they named it safe? V safe. safe. Well, and while we're on the vaccine, because we're going to move on to other things, but we have to mention this too. A paper came out, a, a scientific paper came out that confirmed that the COVID vaccine directly kills brain cells and heart cells, leading to death. This is a paper. Was it? It came. Was it in Britain, y'all? Where did it come from? I can't remember. Um, I have that. I have it right there. Oh the yeah, pull it up, Kristen, because I don't want to give. But it basically says that that was one thing that came out this week. And again, isn't it interesting that we're not getting this out of the U.S. so often? These brave people are coming out of these other countries where they don't make vaccines and get paid a bunch of money to give them. Um, so this actually says it's from the Vaccine um, Journal. So I'll show y'all a little screenshot, and we'll have this in our link. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a case report, multifocal necrotizing encephalitis. Doesn't that sound fun? And yeah. myocarditis after BNT162B2 mRNA, that's Pfizer vaccine against COVID. And what they found, just like what Dr. Cole has talked about, highly recommend. I'll have to, I'll, yes. I'm going to find this. I'll, I'm going to put this in the Substack. I highly recommend y'all listening to this with Dr. Cole. He, there, there's a, you can tell, you can tell a difference whether it is from the spike protein when you, or when you see the spike protein, wherever it is, you can tell if it's from the virus or from the um, vaccine, because it is something with the encapsulation. It, here it is. It says surprisingly only spike protein, but no nucleocapsid protein could be detected within the foci of inflammation in both the brain and the heart, particularly in the endothelial cells. Since no nucleocapsid protein could be detected, the presence of spike protein must be ascribed to vaccination rather than to viral infection. The findings corroborate previous reports of encephalitis and myocarditis caused by gene-based COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the argument that this is a COVID. And this person didn't have COVID. Didn't right, have COVID. Right. Had no. Not no. And, and here's, so, so they got the vaccine, didn't get COVID, but then died from the vaccine. I want everybody to let that sink in, let that sink in. Um, mm -hmm. Also remember last year when they said there's no detection of the vaccine in breast milk, false, fake news. Guess what we found out? Just like we suspected detection of messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines in human breast milk. Mm -hmm. That just came out this week. Okay. Um, also, Kristen, I think this one's important for us to let all of our medical professionals that we know that listen, all you doctors, nurses, RNs, PAs, all you, 
If you got the vaccine and have had adverse effects, Steve Kirsch wants you to contact him. We'll put that link up for you as well. But this is, again, because our own government won't do this. We are having these um, well-funded entrepreneurs um, put together the information for the American public so that we can actually know what's going on. So I want to make sure people know. There's a link you you can submit your story and it can, it's, I think it's anonymous. Like it has what happened, but it doesn't have your name. So you will not have fear of retribution. So please submit it. Please share it with everybody. It's the only way we can really get the word out. That's right. Well, also we're excited. I mean, we don't want to be premature in announcing this, but (laughs) we have some really exciting guests coming up. And uh, we're just working with all of our schedules. Um, my son Anderson, <laughs> our, our little, our producer Anderson is getting married um, in about 10 days, I guess. And uh, 11 days. <laughs> I can't believe it. He's getting married. And so um, our, our schedules have been crazy. And uh, Chris and Amy and I, our businesses have a huge event the week after. So we've got to get on planes and go to Vegas for that. Um, we got a lot going on. So we're trying to schedule all these people, but some that we do want to mention, um, we are so excited that Dr. Robert Malone has not only agreed that he's coming on our show, but y'all, he just sent us his book that hasn't even been published yet and asked for our feedback on it. And we're so excited. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Cannot wait. And then we also have Dr. Paul Thomas. So for all you moms and dads out there that are a little confused about vaccination and what you may need or not need, and you want a different plan other than just do what we say, Dr. Paul Thomas is the doctor who gave his patients and their parents the choice to choose however they wanted to curate a plan that seemed what was right for them. He wrote a book called The Vaccine-Friendly Plan, and mm-hmm. he took so much heat for not following that CDC but he's amazing. He has actually in a lawsuit now, and it's terrible the way he's been treated. We want to highlight his story, but also bring his expertise to the table. You will be, well, no, a lot of you listeners are smart enough to know this or educated enough to know this, but the just newsflash, like when he did a study on the vaccinated versus unvaccinated patients, do y'all want to guess who by a country mile were the healthiest children in his practice? Hmm. Mm. Well, we'll let him tell you. Mind blowing. <laughs> mind blowing. It'll mind blow. It, it not only not just healthy. We're talking without asthma, without type one diabetes, without ADHD, without like we're talking all these common. I hate to. I can't believe they're I'm adding a clip of that. I have a screen recorded. Yeah. I have it storage, and I have a problem with all these recordings, but I want to share it with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, on our Substack. Yes. So follow the Substack. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're just, we're so excited. We're getting Dr. Thomas on. That might have to be next month with his schedule and ours, but we have, we're lining these, these experts up. And when we say experts, we mean people who bring receipts, people mm-hmm. who've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and who have been demonized. They are being attacked in ways that are just it's unconscionable the way they've been treated. Um, but we we think it's important for you guys to know they have nothing to gain by speaking out. Uh, they yeah. just simply care about their fellow humans. Yep. And it's sad Imagine to me. That. That. Yes. Imagine that. Imagine. So, oh. so he, Dr. Malone, the, the reason why I'm saying all this, Dr. Malone said, you know who else you guys ought to have on yes. is Dr. Mm-hmm. Mahatra. So Kristen, tell them a little more about Dr. Asim Mahatra. So um, I, this is actually is really going around, probably not on TV, but uh, with a lot of, I guess, all the sources we follow, but Dr. Asim is a cardiologist in the UK, I believe, or 
somewhere over there. Um, but he is very esteemed, well-educated, very well-spoken. And he he's very pro-vaccine. And he was actually one of the very first physicians to get the double dose of vaccine and to speak out about it and try and get people to um, take it. Like on the Great Britain, they have, like, I think it's like a Good Morning America of Great Britain. I don't know what it's the actual thing's called. Yeah. However, what he started noticing is the his his father died. His father died a couple months after getting vaccinated. And I don't think he necessarily connected the dots until he saw the postmortem autopsy. And he said it did not line up because he followed his dad, his dad really wet, really closely, you know, with his heart and health and everything. And he said the blockage, I, I'm not going to get it right. This was also an excellent interview on um, Dell, the high wire. And I can't remember what it was called. What was it called? The second opinion, a second oh, opinion. Yeah. Um, and I highly recommend y'all listen to that. And we really want to get him on. Um, we have his, we, we've already connected with him, hoping to get him on soon. But he is now saying, calling for an immediate halt to these vaccinations. And I really think he wrote a really good paper. He actually studied and looked at this for nine months before putting this paper out. And he was really strategic with picking the paper or, or picking the journal because there's so much corruption in all of these other journals. And so this is a very, very well-respected journal of um, insulin resistance. He has a part one and part two paper. And he basically exposes, what's the name of it? Curing the pandemic of, do I have it on there? Um, I don't know if it's on here. Curing uh, the pandemic of misinformation on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines through real evidence-based medicine. Yeah, highly recommend y'all checking that out, listening to the high wire. We'll, we'll add that link. And I'll, of course I'll add the paper too, but uh, it is really important to note that there are physicians that actually can change their mind yeah. that actually can get, can he, he called it, you know, the willful blind blindness. He called it intellectual bankruptcy. Like Ooh. I loved like everything he was saying. It was such yeah. a good interview. I mean, he's had a lot of interviews there since he's come out. Because he knows he has yeah. gone through the whole gamut, kind of how, you know, a lot of us yeah. have, like and he's willing to, admit and he's willing to admit it and, is- and not just willing, he can't not talk about it because he knows how much harm this is doing. Like he wants an immediate halt because he is so concerned with everybody's lives. Like, yeah. I mean, he can't not speak out. Yeah. So I, well, I mean, and I mean, just to put into perspective, in my opinion, it feels like if Sanjay Gupta were to say today. Yeah. We've got to put an immediate halt, halt right. on yeah. all this. And again, this is one of the things he said that really struck me because I want you to think about this. We, How many people do you know that have dropped dead or had a heart attack or a stroke in the last year that were in maybe their 40s or 50s or 60s, maybe even 70s, but they were otherwise healthy. And so it was a shock. We know that that can happen. There's always the one-offs, but the numbers are up significantly. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the last I heard was like, I mean, was it like 40% or something? I mean, something crazy that's just so, it's obvious there's something going on and we need to identify what that environmental cause is. Mm -hmm. But what he said, and this is what was so interesting and looking at the autopsy, he said, it appears that the vaccine speeds up heart disease. So for example, if you might've had heart disease in your eighties or nineties, you know, you, you, it could accelerate it in your forties, your fifties. And so it's, that's why he, he said his dad was like an an athlete, a healthy eater. Like he had just done a scan on his dad's heart. Like in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, he's like, there's no way this massive of a blockage happened without like he just doesn't I believe this is happening with cancer. I think it's a catalyst. Yeah. I mean, this is my opinion. Yeah. 
just from what I'm seeing, it, it's basically a catalyst for anything that could potentially happen, but your body could have possibly fought it off or it would have taken longer. I think it's just like, okay, bam. Yep. Operation okay. Warp Speed. Yeah, exactly. In exactly. A In a different way. That's right. Well, Man. For sure. But yeah, so we want to make sure that again, we'll put all this in the substack. So go subscribe. But we're going to be giving you all this data. But again, this is the stuff that people need to know. There was one other thing too that I did want to mention. Um, the UK government has confirmed, you know, United Kingdom confirmed nine in 10 COVID deaths over the last 365 days, the last year, have been among the fully or triple vaccinated. Fully yep. or triple vaccinated you just doing a great job of um getting mm. some information mm. i mean i mean it, it's amazing it's a it's absolutely amazing um that we're having to rely on these other countries to yeah. to get this when we have the resources we could have done this a long time ago listen this is not ignorance anymore y'all whoever mm -hmm. is at the top of this pyramid it's dumbassery it, yeah, it's, it's, it's intentional. <laughs> it's intentional hiding yeah. at this point. Oh. I believe that there's all these people at the bottom who many are ignorant. Many are ignorant or have cognitive dissonance and are afraid. But the ones at the top at this point, you you have an agenda. And yeah. if there's and no way. Agenda, you know what's scary? The California law that Gavin Newsom oh. just signed that bill. Uh, now, I think I was, getting out of California. Yo, Basically, I mean, it's what's been happening anyway. But now he's signed. Is it a law bill? Whatever it is, yeah. whatever it is, yep. um, going to completely discipline or remove the license of any doctors that are spreading misinformation. Now, y'all, let's think about this. <laughs> One or two years ago, there were things that were misinformation that have now been proven as true. We, who is it to say that anything is mis or disinformation? I mean, of course we can say that, but you know what I said? I was like, okay, so. How about the doctors that are saying that the vaccine is completely safe and effective? Yeah. They need to be, they need to have right. their licenses taken. I'm like, okay. I mean, we can look at it as a good thing. Like, okay, good. Yeah. Let's show them all this evidence. You need to get your license removed because you have not only said it's safe and effective, you've coerced or bullied your patients into getting it and you and your staff have administered it. So you're going to remove the license of people who are spreading this information, but you're not going to prove how they're spreading this information right you just get to call it insane mm -hmm. that's mean, what they've done to theory y'all that's what dr mccullough will refer you back to our episodes with dr mccullough where he says i was fired with no evidence when they said i was spreading misinformation i said show me what i did no response like with dr they, thorpe with and the, dr thorpe with as well yeah. that's mm -hmm. right they never uh -huh. answered him they've threatened his license too it's it's, it's happening with all of them yeah they're getting bullied they're well let me tell you something if all the doctors who know the truth would collectively stand up. This could be over. The oh, problem yeah. is, is that there are some of you doctors, you know, the truth and you were terrified. You and don't know what your future cycle. Let me tell you something. All of us someday are going to have to stand before God, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And you, and you will want to be able to say you, you did what was right by your fellow humans. I mean, I, I don't, this is where you have to just choose to do the right thing. No matter what it costs you, you have to choose to do the right thing because this is life and death. It's shocking to me that, for example, in the sepsis case that we referred to with Dr. Merrick, who had, he was saving lives with vitamin C therapy. Okay. And it was shocking to me that a hospital would be willing to withdraw something that has no risk. Vitamin C really has, there's no real risk to right. giving vitamin C. Okay. Right. Th that they would just say, no, don't do it. 
when someone has sepsis and is dying of sepsis, like it's so nuts to me that, that, that there are people who don't value human life more, but here we, this is where we are. This is where profit. we are. It's profit over patience. It's profit. It I mean, it's profit. Yes. <laughs> well, I know that we started the episode off as we're going to wrap up here in the next 10 minutes. Uh, we started the episode off with crackheads, with crackheads. Um, let's talk about some other crackheads like, um, like, like Corinne, here oh what's her name oh my gosh what is it it's and we're not saying crack. we just yeah. say hey, I'm, 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 let me tell you i'm not trying to be ugly but, but i am maybe trying to be a little bit ugly well, but I, but i am saying this in all honesty when jen saki was at the podium on behalf of the president i did feel somewhat sorry for her in a little bit because i was like man you're defending a doofus every day like that's got to be hard oh yeah but then i thought no you signed up for the job so i don't feel sorry for you um, and she's got a real cushy job at like MSNBC now, right? I think. Yep, yep, um, yep. So anyway, um, so she did fine. But I thought no one could be worse than you. And <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. And let me tell you what it appears that they do. You know good and dang well that as bad as Biden is, somebody could do a better job mm -hmm. at defending his dumbassery. Like, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is acknowledging the dumbassery but then saying, but there perhaps was a point to the dumbassery, right? <laughs> she does not know how to do that. And and listen, remember when they introduced her, what did they tell you about her? All you heard, I mean, because this is what they said. I'm not saying this. It was clear that they were so glad that she was a black lesbian. Mm -hmm. so, so not just a minority. Yeah. Wow. One way, she was a minority two ways. And they right. were so excited about this. But again... This is what happens when you hire black lesbians who are not qualified to defend a dumbass. You get hurt. Well, if, if you if you hire based just on that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like hire her for her skills. Look, she's not she she can speak. She says oh way too much, but she can speak. She but it's a bunch of words, but it never been, answers a question. I think they all take the same course. Yeah, it's got to be. They have to. Have I think Kamala so bad. It's uh, Kamala. Kamala. Kamala's course. Listen. <laughs> There are so many articulate, well-spoken people of all different ethnicities, gender, sexual orientations. Right. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Right. There what? are also other females that are probably could do a hell of a better job. Girl, well, I know this is going to be unpopular to say, but Candace Owens, holy cow! Uh, I mean, holy cow! Like well, there's somebody, a smart-thinking person. You don't have to agree with everything Candace says by any stretch to acknowledge that she is intelligent and well-spoken. Right. Right. Um, and speaking of, did y'all see her picture with um yes. oh my gosh, with Kanye. Yes, Kanye. Wow. Her and Kanye <laughs> had on White Lives Matter shirts this week. I <laughs> yes. mean, they are starting a firestorm. Oh, there it is. Oh. Here we go. And then Pop did your you popcorn. see that um Kanye posted on his story? He said, Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he posted in his story. I mean, I mean you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a, my husband look, Chad was like, I just don't know if that's, you know, I don't know how I feel about them doing that. I think that's, yeah. what you know what? It's time to fight fire with fire. Sometimes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to like, if we just sometimes like you got to challenge these, when you know that something is a scam, look at all yeah. the money. Yeah. Siphoned. And we're talking the about the community. organization, y'all. We're talking yeah. about like the organization Black Lives Matter. It is so corrupt and it's all exposed right, and right it was now. All just, you know, it was something to get everybody to to donate and to, they burned these cities down. They took all this money. They ran off and bought mansions and left everybody high and dry. Yeah. 
Yeah. I it mean, it, it was a scam. And that is, that's not even our opinion now. I mean, it is, it, yeah. you can go do your own research on this and, and make up your own mind, but certainly make up your own mind. But we definitely think it was a scam. And the, the sad part is, is that we do want to make sure as a culture that, that every Black life, life knows it matters to us who aren't. Like that's, we all want that message to be loud and clear that we want there to be we we none of us want racism come on but it's not but this whole idea that racism we've talked about this so many times that it's only white people against black people is utter bs the racism yeah. is everywhere from everybody eradicate racism completely and wholly from the earth yeah right. that's just not not gonna happen nature no nope. it's not gonna happen it's not human nature you know and unfortunately we have to live with the the few that are terrible people in this world. There are criminals, right. there are murderers, there are ra racists. Yep. Um, it's the child human, abusers, it's the human are, not the color. You know? It's the human. It is yeah. the human. It is good or evil. It's that, or yeah, evil. it's the, exactly. And, and, and nobody's perfect. You know, again, I think we all need to recognize that we need to stop expecting perfection from everybody else when we don't have it ourselves. Right. And right. That's why even when I make I make fun of um, Jean-Pierre, <laughs> what's her name? The, the, the White House, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, truly, like, I do try to put myself in her shoes and think, oh my gosh, you're in an impossible I situation. I could never do that job. No, oh, and no. She, and she, but she signed up for it. So there right. you have it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, the thing that for her, that bothers me most, I think, about her is, is just straight out lying to the camera all the time. Take Please a listen. Lying. Just wait, play the Biden clip first. Or which one are you doing? I was going to put this one. Oh, never mind. Well, I wanted to hear what, what are you, which yeah. one are you doing? The one that where where Ducey said, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. is, it the, is it the one that you sent me, Amy, after the the, the election one? The, the, or I don't know, whichever one you were going to do. Um, so, well, we there's several. Let's just play this one. Here's yeah. one. Here's okay. one. A gallon of gas costs more than people on the federal minimum wage are making in an hour. What does the White House want these people to do to stop driving to work? Look, the president understands what it feels like. Um, Deese just spoke, spoke about this. Brian Deese was just here and talked about how he understands what it means for people who are sitting at their kitchen table and see gas prices go up. Mm -hmm. He understands that feeling personally or seeing prices uh, of grocery store, of grocery, uh, groceries go up in the grocery store. This is something that he is uh, inherently aware of and he's doing everything that he can as Deese, Brian Deese was just here, uh, um, his economic advisor, uh, one of his top economic advisors are laying out what he is planning to do or continue to do to make sure that we lower costs at the gas pump. He also said, Brian also said that we are dealing with an unprecedented time with global challenges that we have never seen before. And that includes clearly the pandemic, uh, that includes Putin's uh, tax hike that, that we're seeing this past couple of months uh, that has had an effect on gasoline, gasoline prices. A dollar and 50 cents went up uh, since uh, uh, Putin has amassed uh, his troops on the border of Ukraine, these are real, uh, real, uh, you know, global issues uh, that has led to this moment. But the president is doing everything that he can to make sure that we address this issue. Mm. Holly, that was so. That was that was good. That was fun. 
Big back, the kitchen <laughs> but table. it's not the most but fun. It wasn't the clip We're I just leading up. We're leading up to it. That's just the that's, segment, yeah. that's appetizer. But that, that was that, <laughs> that might have been a while ago. Honestly, that I didn't mean to send that clip. The one I wanted to send you, I just sent. But uh, but that was okay. great. You know, the, I love how she says the president understands personally how right. it feels. I don't know about, what inherent awareness he has. Okay. I mean, and also let's remember that how much money he's made from china okay so sorry no well we don't know we don't know how much money he's made from china but listen joe biden's not poor okay nobody i'm i don't even know what it feels like Uh, let's be real i mean the three of us we don't like seeing the gas the price of the gas tank and it doesn't feel good and you're certainly going to feel it in your budgets but like we can still put food on our table but i don't think there are some people that literally have to choose Choosing, right. y'all. Filling I went to the gas eating no. dinner. Listen, I went to the gas tank yesterday, and there was five dollars put in, and it broke my heart because I thought to myself, right. "That's all somebody yeah. had to pay. They had their five dollars, and they put a they put one point five gallons in their car, and it broke my heart because I, I I've not seen anything like that in a long time. That's where we're at, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the one. Did we want to play? Do do we? Well, we the, the clip that I just sent you was in response to the crime, like, you know how we play, we started off our podcast today with, with the, the, crackhead the crackhead and talk about just rising crime in America. So this was the exchange uh, talking about the crime. And then of course, there's the one that we were going to play last episode. That's just hilarious with the um, election, Trump election. There's just oh, a yeah. lot, so many. Okay. So here's the rising crime. Here she is on rising crime. I think America's big cities are safe. Can you say more? Well, we know that thefts and robberies are up about 20% in the first half of this year. So I'm wondering if he thinks America's big cities are safe. Are you talking about the New York Times story specifically? Or yeah, is that what you're referring stats. to? The murder rate is still 30% above its 2019 level. They're all from the Council on Criminal Justice. So uh, we've seen some high profile examples of this. The uh, Washington commander's running back was being mugged. He got shot. Uh, Karen Bass, member of Congress, had her house robbed. These are high-profile people. So should everyday Americans who are not in the public eye feel safe? So I'll I'll say this. um, That same story also uh, stated that the crime is complicated and multifaceted. Look, this is a president who has secured historic funding uh, to make sure that uh, law enforcement has what it needs, uh, especially, and he was able to do this uh, in the face of opposition from Republicans. During a time uh, where uh, where he inherited a rising crime rate from the previous administration, Mm -hmm. the president put forth the American Rescue Plan. And in that very in that very plan, uh, there was uh, more than $300 billion uh, to go to local uh, local states and local cities. But do you see how they like spin this? Mm. It's just straight up say, I mean, she uses that as an opportunity to say the other side was against. What are they going to say in two years? Crime. Are they still I mean, going to be caught blaming him? Yeah. The previous oh. administration, it was like, yeah. I mean, like at one point, do you take responsibility? No, I don't know that they ever will. I don't know. They don't do that. They they don't that they do not do that. It's politics. P- people in politics don't seem to do that. It's really pathetic, honestly. It would be so refreshing to hear a politician say, you know what, we screwed up. We mm-hmm. should have done X, Y, and Z. I, I think Trump needs to do that with a vaccine. Yeah. I think that's gonna hurt him. If he thinks he's gonna run again in, you know, in 2024, I'm I think he better clarify real fast on that vaccine. And just for fun, <laughs> do you do that one? Oh, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> 
Okay. This and, well, we we have two more. Oh, we we have, have two more. No, just like the Biden. <laughs> yeah, that one too. But okay. no, I mean, it's uh, it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> We're just going to keep showing you. We're going to keep pointing out the insanity of this, right? Yeah, you can see it, yeah. Okay. So this is back when Corrine, 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 the press secretary that we've been playing, tweeted that Trump stole the election. She tweeted that in 2016. The MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 oh, I knew Trump coming. stole yeah. an election. You I tweeted. was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now. Yeah. Why so let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been I have ridiculous. been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was. I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. On the magazine. Hmm. I mean, that, so that, that clears it up. That's ridiculous. That clears it up. It's, it it's, was so different. She did the same thing. It's the hypocrisy of these people is just disgusting. It's just so <laughs> flipping disgusting. But the thing that I did want to, I did want to um, uh, share, guys, is the one where. Biden was calling out for dead people. Yes. Apparently, yes. <laughs> this is not funny. This is terrible. So I can't imagine if Trump had done this, but um, do you guys, could you all have the context for that by chance on what, who he was referring to? Uh, well, it's a, is it a Congresswoman, Jackie, that, um, yeah, they, was... they were going to applaud them for some accomplishments. I don't, I can't tell y'all exactly what it was. Yeah, I'm anyway, sorry. I was lady... called, I was caught off guard. I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of is that he was thanking everybody there and thanked this woman expecting who was, that she who was there and she died a month accident. ago. Her family was there and he's talking and then he's saying, Jackie, is she here? Where is she? Oh, maybe I she could she make here. it today or something yeah. like yeah. Completely so just, did not realize she was dead. Yeah. So listen to this and then we'll follow up with one more good one. Yeah, here's a good one. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for in including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. Okay. So I, people needed to hear. Like, that is what he said. So Jackie, the one at the end, Jackie, Jackie, is she here? Where is she? I thought, uh, or say, and he said something like, I thought she was going to be here. Or maybe she's not here. Like, so. She's th dead. So listen to that. Yes. Okay. She is. And and I, I hate that she is dead. We, you know, this is not I, like laughing about that. It's no, no laughing matter. No, no, but this but... is one of those things that you have to question his cognitive and neurological status right now. Okay. No, I mean, if you haven't questioned it before. <laughs> he's he sounds like he's asleep as well when he's talking he is mumbling his words are not very clear it's almost like he wants to go to he's sleep like that and then other times he's like, like yeah you know well he's it's medicated good. there is no medicated. question that's how you know he's just up and down and all over so now listen to how kareen tries to cover up that what happened in the hunger event today the president appeared to look around the room uh or an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month and seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So, 
So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. Okay. You didn't explain anything. Yeah. You didn't answer the question. If somebody is on top of mind and they have died, do you call out to them expecting them to be there? I, I mean, mm -hmm. that is not an explanation. Aside from the fact that listening to her is like trying to listen to a toddler tell you a story. Um, <laughs> where you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hurry it up. Get to the point. Get to the point. But, but truly, top of mind. Top oh, of mind. Okay. So, tell hmm. me, too. I know there's a Nordstrom incident we need to throw in here real quick. Yes, that's what I was going to say before we go. Before we go, this is it. We'll and, wrap it up. And I know, like, I, I feel like I don't know. I don't, it's like, I hear it and then I know, I understand it, but then to regurgitate without the notes we could, in front of me. We could refer to the, Char Charlie Kirk did discuss quite a bit about yes, it, right? And, and I Coffee have, and COVID had a lot. Mm -hmm. About it. But basically there was, there's these, North, there's these pipelines, these energy pipelines that run between like Russia and Germany. And they supply a lot of the energy, natural ga gas for mm -hmm. Germany specifically. Um, and one of them was recently like blown up and we're not talking about like a oh, little accident no 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 no. this was like a very sophisticated from what it looks like uh underwater intentional T intentional tnt explosion like this couldn't have just like oh the pipe just burst this was you know done and so everybody's like who did this and you know when you listen to these clips especially on the charlie kirk show that he's trying to figure it out nobody knows it's all speculation at this point but Biden has said in his own words, and also Janet Newland, I think her name is, who's like some kind of homeland person, that if Russia were to invade Ukraine, the Nord Stream pipeline, they would put an end to the pipeline. This no. was, they said this. this and, is, yeah. and someone even asked Biden too, right? They're they, like, well, how how would you do that? Because this is this is a Russia and Germany thing. Like this has nothing to do with us. How could you put an end to it? He's like, trust me, it, it can happen. So, so this, like what months ago, like or yeah. February, it was somewhere black months ago. Right. right? And so, and Charlie's point too, is it's like, there's not many um, military um, countries with militaries sophisticated enough to pull off something an, like that, a, a submarine. I mean, that's like a huge operation. So it's like, there's only a few militaries that could actually have the means um, intelligence and all of it to pull it off. So we're kind of like, huh, that's weird. And then, all this now they're um they're immediately like starting to the narrative is that Russia did it right Russia so did. and so he's like okay so if you have this theory of Russia doing it then... right then the Janet Newland in in another press conference said that um that the Nord Stream pipeline was the cash cow for mm. Russia for Putin it was his it was his cash cow like that's how he made a ton of money so it's like <laughs> Charlie Kirk's like so which is it then is it Russia's cash cow or did they just 
cut their cash. Would they? Why would they do that? Bomb. Why would they do that just to make us look, make the U.S. Right. look bad? Blame it on us. If they did it, blamed it on us, then then he's SOL, right? right. Like, they, like so. So that it, just really doesn't make sense. And they're like, well, if, if he wanted to prove a point or something, if it would brush it into, he could just like turn it off. Right. Like he wouldn't have to actually like bomb it. And, and I swear let, somebody said, so too. it's just really strange. All of it's weird. Why? And so, and so then it's like, it's honestly like economic, like in Charlie's words too. Like and I totally agree. Warfare, like, right? e like, it's like a war. It's not, not starting a war, like mm -hmm. economic terrorism to cut off this energy to a huge, like to the whole country of Germany, basically. Right. I now, mean, we're going into winter. It, so well, I, I mean, again, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then you start asking yourself, okay, what is the point? Is to make everybody uncomfortable so they look for a savior, right? Like if you look at like this great reset agenda, it's to make right. sure the whole world gets uncomfortable so they need someone to save them and they'll give up their rights, their freedoms, their autonomy to have a savior. Right. And the savior is not good. The savior is this one world order. I, listen, if I'm talking over your head right now, I get it. It sounds like a terribly written movie, <laughs> but but, it, but legitimately, if you go read the Great Reset, if you look at the agenda, like that is what they ultimately. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. That's what they want. Okay, now listen. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's it's, 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 it's not legitimately no. Like the Great Reset is real. He wrote this book, and it literally like kind of. I mean, it's. It's right under our noses, guys. It's mm -hmm. right under our noses. Everything that's happening, they've outlined it for us. This is the agenda. It's not even a big secret, okay? But I, I need to correct. I said Nordstrom because when-, when I Kristen know, I think it, it, it auto-corrected. It auto-corrects every time. And I was like, Kristen, what Nordstrom? You have no idea what you're talking about. Nordstream. Okay, Nordstrom. <laughs> it's Nordstrom. And it, and it does say that that uh, NPR reported it leaked over 500,000 tons of methane into the water. That was very- troubling so that. yeah. but then th so that's environment you know for all the environmentalists like that's right. that's a, that's a problem um but then also the new york times reported yesterday that the they'd stopped leaking after the earlier damage so have they reported have they repaired them now Mm. I don't know because I, 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 I don't I haven't mm. followed the latest that's just the what I heard was that it happened and we're trying to figure out everybody's just trying to figure out who done it yeah well the Moscow Times. Um, Who are they blaming? Who's Russia blaming? That's, I know. That's what I'm trying to see. Oh, well, it says that they, they're they saying uh, in the, well, it says it is, uh, let me start at the beginning of the sentence so I don't mess it up. In the meantime, NATO, the European Union and key figures like International Energy Agency Director Faith or Fatih, sorry, Fatih Barol are not holding back about the identity of the culprit. Quote, it is very obvious who is behind this issue. I mean, it says Russian, un, Russian officials are unsurprisingly placing the blame on the West and have convened a United Nations Security Council session to discuss the matter. Hmm. I mean, so, you know, I, think I don't about. know. It says gas leakage is relatively harmless for the surrounding area. It's really? Uh, it seems like it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so, I, like it I mean, oh, but get this, climate change experts. Oh, here we go. Here they come. They're going to save us. <laughs> they're, oh my God. They're so dumb. Okay. Climate change experts warn or warning that the amount of methane being released from the damaged pipelines could have a significant impact on climate change. 
Well, that's why they're trying to get rid of us eating meat because cows produce so much methane from their burps and farts. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like that's one of their rationale for eating plant-based meat. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Listen. So if, if you, if you don't, if you think cows are the problem, this is a real big problem. Lord have mercy. I mean, but of course it's going to come up. Okay. So here's the thing guys is we, we laugh, we make fun. Clearly all three of us, I think, you know, we're at the point where we just don't trust anything or anyone, but we do tend to respect and trust people who have nothing to gain by reporting on it yeah. or doing the research on it. Right. Like those are the people we tend to gravitate towards. Um, so anyway, with that said, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Go check out our merchandise. We got winter gear. Did we mention oh, that? Yeah. We Ooh. didn't say about that. Yeah, we didn't so about that. I'm getting ready to put the link out. We'll end on a positive note. Yeah. Yay. Um, <laughs> we're going to have some hoodies, long sleeve t-shirts and like a baseball tee and, um, we have the water crop hoodie. Yeah. Super cute. If you're into the cropped look. Um, so yeah, check it out. And we have some different, um, slogans too, like not just our logo, just think we have make critical thinking cool again and facts mm. over fear and follow the science. So if you really want to just, you know, be a silent where you're silent gear, <laughs> we would well for you too. Wearing the gear out and about is great. Because sometimes people will ask you about it. It will give you an opportunity to talk about it, but not just the podcast. Listen, at the end of the day, you guys know what we're here to do. We're here to promote what's true and help people find it. Mm -hmm. um, so we've, the three of us have never really been about ourselves. I guess it's not our goal. We do know that to get more to get our messages out to more people, we do need to promote ourselves, which yeah. is, you know, that's just the truth. So we appreciate y'all doing it. And, you know, certainly around the holidays, um, you know, once I get through this wedding and, uh, and our business launches that we've got coming up this month, um, we are going to do a little more focusing on this. We'll do some giveaways, some yes. fun giveaways, yeah. and yeah. we definitely will get y'all stocking stuffed with swag for yes. <laughs> all right go go follow us on substack on rumble on twitter we'll start putting more out on twitter very shortly kristen can you do the quick rundown because i know you're the one we're also on truth social just think and we're also on telegram i um i changed it to it, it is just think the podcast on telegram now and i think that's it right so instagram and facebook well instagram and facebook for sure <laughs> how can people subscribe to the substack I think you can find us now or unless we have to send, I hope we don't have to send an email out. No, no, because I've subscribed to everybody by just yeah. going to be able to search. Yeah. So we need to put our, we need to put okay. the link in our yeah. Instagram. So we'll yeah. put the link to the Substack in our Instagram. It yep. should be just think the podcast. And on Facebook. So that yeah. way you can go and you can choose to subscribe and then you'll get all of this. But yeah, if you get substack.com. I think Listen, that's what, like, that's the actual. Like, we'll also put all of our social media handles on Linktree, just in case, so that everybody can go find us and follow us. Please follow, please subscribe, please give us a five star review. If you don't give us a five star, just privately message us and yes. tell us what you'd like to see different. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you later. Thank Bye. you.